We're back. We're on. We're back. Episode two, guys. We're back. To, uh, hopefully, you enjoyed the last one. Um, we're back here now to do another one of our fantastic Wow podcast. Wow standing for World of Wonder. So it's Rob and Rats World of Wonder. I'm Rob. I'm Rats. And uh, you are the listener. So uh, thank you for listening into the podcast. If you enjoy what you hear here, please subscribe to our social media channels. Which are Rob and Rats Wow Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Rob Rat Podcast, and Twitter. Uh, we'll get back to the Twitter one because we're having a bit of a Twitter flutter. Yeah. You'll find uh, that on Facebook. Yeah. So keep but if you, um, uh, if you like what you hear, tell a friend. And hopefully they'll tell a friend because uh, that's what keeps us going. Friends. <laughs> friends, yeah. And if you want to be friends, uh, let us know. So uh, this week's... Robert's personal number is... Yeah. <laughs> so this week's podcast is going to... Well, okay, we'll just give a bit of insight for people who don't really... Who didn't hear the last one, just clicked onto it. If it's your first time listener, welcome to the show. Uh, we are doing wonderful and weird stories from around the world. We're looking at them. We're going to talk about them. Investigate we're going to them. investigate them in our own kind of strange investigation, investigation or airy way. That's not a word. But uh, and maybe interview and talk to a few people who may have some more insight and thoughts on the particular Lots. topic that we're talking about. If you have a topic that you'd like us to cover, drop us a line. So this week's one is <whistles> that is supposed to be the X Files theme tune. Whistle badly uh, is going to be on UFOs, aliens, ETs, extraterrestrials, yeah. alien life. This uh, is something that freaks me out as a child. Tell me why. Just I don't. I found them freaky. The big eyes and everything. Yeah. That's what I associate aliens as. Is it, um, would you think about you know the ET movie with the weird kind of looking guy, or are you yeah. more of like a kind of like a? Yeah, I wouldn't associate ET now. To me, as a child, that was more like a muppet or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, aliens, big black eyes, big heads. Do you big know what I mean? Grey, the greys, the greys, yeah. long fingers. Yeah, long fingers because the fingers, <laughs> a lot of people seem to get probed. Probing yeah. was a big thing going around for a while, but we'll get into that. So we're not going to get into probing, but we're going to. So basically, the whole thing with UFOs and aliens and all that. You want to know what it feels like to have been probed by an alien? <laughs> so we've been trying that out ourselves. We bought this kind of alien <laughs> finger online. Uh, well, it's like a big grey dildo. No, no, no. That's <laughs> Check out the video. No. <laughs> so basically, anyway, so 1947. Roswell, New Mexico. Yes. A man... Oh, I got an email. Uh, a man had something crash land into his field. Yes, this massive Roswell. Yeah, right. So he crashed landed into his field. And then he claimed to say it wasn't something that he'd ever seen before. It wasn't like a plane. wasn't something. But it came out of the sky, crash landed in the field. Made the newspapers for a little bit, went away again. And then it became a lot more popular. People came out. But the government started to kind of close down, keep it quiet, and wouldn't say what it was for a long time. Which, when you tell people they can't talk about something, they get quite excited and they want to hear about it. Yeah. It became massive. Roswell, that's where the whole thing with Area 51 is banned from. Yeah. Uh, but what the American government then came out later on and said that what it was was a weather balloon. I remember that, yeah. So they're saying that they were having these big weather balloons and they're putting them high, high up into the sky uh, for, for weather purposes and finding out whatever. And then they later on came out and said that it was some sort of spy craft, but they didn't want to give their information away because yeah. the Russians and then were at some sort of... Technology. Technology war. So they said that, that that is their excuse for what it was, but people will not take that. They will not believe it. They believe that it was a alien spaceship or an alien something or other that crash landed and that the American government are covering it up and lying to them. Area 51 then has been a big 
controversy for years and years and years. There was talks of people claiming to have worked there, that have seen alien spacecrafts, people who have gone out there to try and see things flying in the sky at night time. It's still like it's massive industry. Yeah. People go there all the time on their alien hunting holidays. And uh, it's it's a it's not known but there's I, a lot of secrecy anywhere. There is, there is, yeah. There's, you're not even told why it's called Area fifty one. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, this is quite weird. Uh, there is a lot of nuclear testing and all that done out in the area, and there's a lot of secrecy, a lot of secrecy. But people like to shh, shh, don't talk about it. Yeah, there's the whole, who's that man in a black suit? He's pressing that button. Ting! I don't remember anything. That's my man in, man in black reference. It was pretty bad. But okay, so I did actually see something just online yesterday or the day before on this September twentieth. They're trying to get a petition going to get five hundred thousand people to storm Area Fifty One. Uh, yeah, they to want to, go to in get in there, in. go in there. For, they reckon half a million people, if they can get them all to go there at the same time, they, they can't, can't stop, stop everyone. They can't shoot everyone. They can't stop everyone. But who in the right mind is going to lead the forces of going in? Me. Have you seen I am. I am going to do. It. No, I haven't. Oh. No, I'm not going to do it. No. First of all, I don't think. I don't think it's a good idea. Um, okay. To, I thought you were actually going to tell me there. No, I, I was going to just see for the crack. I haven't followed it up enough. I didn't really get into it. It's the position anyway. I may, I may do so. I may do so. Uh, <clears throat> if I can find it again, I'll stick it up on our social media. But that is something that I've just seen recently that they're talking about doing, which is kind of uh, yeah, interesting in its yeah. own. So, yeah. So what have I got to talk about here today? So basically, uh, Area 51. So... Another thing I was thinking about is when you hear stories about aliens, it's always like Americans, right? It's always kind of like uh, some guy in the middle of nowhere who got picked up by a spaceship in the middle of the night yeah. and, you know, he got brought on board a ship and generally they do get probed or they get implants put into them or something happens. But you don't really hear about stuff homegrown here in Ireland. But I've done a bit of research, done a bit of uh, investigating, if that's what you can call it, uh, online, just Googling stuff, really. And uh, there have been some reports in Ireland. And one of the interesting things that happened was uh, a number of years ago, uh, I think it was 2016, possibly, and I have some audio that I want to play for you. Uh, It's of uh, a couple of pilots who were flying commercial airlines. Okay. Just over Kerry. Kerry. uh, Kerry, and they spotted uh, some things in the sky and they reported it through the radio to the airline authority. Okay. Uh, I sent an email to the Irish Aviation Authority, okay. and I got nothing back. They didn't reply to me. So uh, whether or not they just think I'm a, a hack and they don't want to talk to me, or they're just not talking about it. But uh, it's, a little, it's, in, it's interesting. It's only a, a short little clip, and um, you can get it uh, on our website. Yeah, we'll have it on So Instagram. I'm going to play, I'm gonna play that for you now. Okay, sir, there's, uh, there's nothing showing on either primary or secondary. Okay, it was moving so fast, it's actually 10 mil of the sea, it's like, yes, thank you. 990. 555, five, thank you. Uh, alongside you. Yes. Good to uh, have an hour left side and rapidly veer to the north. Uh, being so bright light and then it shifts here at a very high speed. And still, I'm just wondering, you didn't think it was uh, likely to lift, of course, you're just wondering what that could be. Or another object making some kind of reentry. Appeared to be multiple objects following the same sort of trajectory, uh, but very bright where we were. Okay, I've copied on the third direction it was going in or anything. Trace copy, thank you. Yeah, the Virgin 76, uh, also saw that in our 11 o'clock position, uh, two bright lights. Roger, that's copy, thank you. Is that a one, excuse me? No, uh, yeah, very interesting that one. Say again. Say thank you. Yeah, uh, Virgin 76, I saw uh, two bright lights. Okay, we're passing that on there, thank you. 
Reaper 94, Shannon. Missile disk. Just so you know that uh, other aircraft in the air have also reported the same thing, so we're going to have a look at it. Roger, okay, thank you. Okay, so you just heard that. So that is uh, audio from, there's an app that you can download uh, and it gives people who are into plane spotting and sort of that, you can listen to the airwaves of uh, what's going on between like airports and uh, uh, pilots. And that is a BA, which is British Airways flight, and Virgin, and Virgin Airways pilots basically reporting to the Irish Aviation Authority in Shannon Airport that they have spotted something going at a high speed and moving at strange angles in the sky and there's multiple people reporting that and there was bright lights bright lights is the bright lights on the thing or just they saw the bright lights so it's basically, it was said it was moving so fast and it came up on the left hand side and then rapidly veered to the north it was very bright it was a very bright light and then it disappeared at very high speed god that is man so that's the 9th of November in 2018 so that's only like last year yeah okay so we're going to put that up and that was reported in the Guardian and in the Irish Times and uh, it's, it's, it's widely available on the internet that audio yeah and you can listen to it on our uh, so the audio isn't amazing but that's what you get when you kind of listen into airline stuff it's, oh, I can imagine I don't think all of it is, is available but it's, uh, so they're, and they're credible pilots they're, they're not just like um, you know kind of and they don't seem too phased by it they don't <clears throat> they're just reporting what they're seeing so there's talk people are saying because as I said I emailed the Irish Aviation Authority but no one got back to me uh, the people, it could be a meteor it could be anything but it also could be well, but that is what you say if you don't know so a, know a UFO is an unidentified yeah. object there's no reason to say that it's it drift, something driven by an alien but but what, like what is explain what it is? It's mad. It know? is, yeah. They would, as you said to me, they'd be used to seeing things in the sky, the and they'd know that, like, if something moves at hyper speed like that, they're a bit because they're in a plane. They're going pretty fast, and they, yeah. you know what I mean. And maybe a military aircraft, you don't know. But that is, uh, it's interesting to hear something in an Irish voice coming from over in Ireland. There have been reports recently as well coming out about uh, American pilots, uh, like military pilots, who've seen they've seen things. There is some footage. I watched it today, and I'm just not sure because the thing is, like with stuff like this, it's a little dot in the sky. It's a light. Yeah. It's hard to say what is that yeah, or what. Yeah. You know what I mean? It could be anything. It could be a satellite. It could be a weather balloon. It could be some military aircraft. It yeah, could be. It could be a like drone. The balloon wouldn't take off that. Could quick. be a drone. And a drone wouldn't go that. But long. military stuff. You don't know what yeah, they've got I going on. But yeah, it's quite. It's quite interesting. So. Um, what? So, but okay. As I said, a lot of the stuff seems to come from America, but. And it's always kind of stuff that you can't really see very well, and it's all pixelated, yeah, pixelated heavily, <laughs> or it's bad. It's just lights moving in the sky. You don't often hear about a report of some guy driving down the road, and he turns the corner, and they're standing on the road in front of him is an alien. Jesus. Until now. Yeah. Okay. I've got an interview with a guy that we're going to play for you now. Oh, lovely. And this is a guy. He's from Wales, and he was on the Tanoki Road, which is in Armagh okay. uh, up the north of Ireland uh, not far from Newry which is kind of border country mm-hmm. and uh, he's had an experience and he is going to tell us all about it Lovely. so we'll be back after this I'm excited here we go so I've got Arfan Jones here on the line Arfan has had uh, quite an experience and he's been good enough to join us to talk about it hello Arfan hello there how are you I'm good I'm good um, so Arfan you're if I'm correct you're a Welsh man living in Northern Ireland is that correct yeah, I've been uh, a few years now, moved over here, and I ended up staying here. <laughs> lovely, lovely stuff. And um, so, I suppose we might as well just get right into it. If you want to just uh, just take it away and maybe tell me a bit about what happened on that day, back in May 2016. Yeah, well, um, a lot of people, if they have an experience, they tend to not speak out about it. But in my case, um, I was driving down Tanyuk Road. 
and it was a lovely um, weekend in May 2016. Beautiful day, um, sunny, you know, blue skies, and I just came. There was the road that leads from Market Hill to Points Pass, and I was coming around this corner, and just wasn't expecting it at all. It was just standing in the middle of the road in front of me, and this thing was like, you could say, six feet plus. It was tall. Um, the legs was, you'd say skinny legs, but looked very strong, right, you know. Um, and the body itself was a bit like a, uh, well, I would describe it like a pod. It had three muscles that would have run down the front of it. Okay. Uh, and as we are, as we are a person, you, you have shoulders, you know, you're quite wide. Yeah, it was it was like that, um, but as it ran down to the hips, it narrowed down. Um, you could kind of more or less the way I would describe put uh, put your hands pretty much you know around the bottom the bottom of it you know. Okay. And the legs the legs attached on to the side. Well, it was very very narrow at the the bottom part. And what, what color was it? A very very dark blue. I would I describe it as a grey, between a grey and a blue. But really, it has a tinge of a, a really blue, you know, like a blue in it, you know. Okay. And that but that was the thing that kind of struck frightening to me as he coming towards it. This thing was there, and it had its back towards me, and the tail, it had this tail just like swung around. It's a bit like a. It didn't kind of it didn't fall down, you know, as a as a dog's tail or a cat's yeah. tail would go down. It just swung back and forth, you know. And looking at that, the thoughts that were going through my mind at the time was, started shaking, you know, you're just shaking with, you know, you can't believe what you're saying. I won't repeat the words that came out of my mouth at the time because <laughs> yeah, you just kind of, it was shocking. You know, I repeated these words a couple of times. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe. Look at you, you know. I, I said that, look at you. But it was, you know, looking at it, I could have knocked it down. Yeah. And some people say to me to this day, why did you not knock it down? Some people because wonder why you didn't knock it down. Why I had it in front of me. Like Most people would say they see an, an ET or an alien or something. They, they would see something and it's gone. You, know, like you see a craft in the sky, the yeah. person can only get a photograph if you're lucky. But this thing was on the road in front of me and I, I, in split seconds I could have just put my foot in the accelerator and just mowed it down. Okay, but so you're talking about hitting it and then proving that you're having the body there is what you mean. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But, but but there's a part of me inside that was going, no, this is wrong. Um, and I feared for my life, kind of, I wasn't going to see my kids again. Um, it's, it's Time's up, you know, if, if you had have attempted to do something like that, you know. And it's yeah. not in my nature, it wouldn't be in my nature anyway to hurt anything, you know. Yeah. And I, I just, in some kind of a way, I thought maybe it was a test of sort. Because yeah. it had it had its back towards me, and it, as it turned around, it stood proud in front of me on the road. Yeah. And it looked, and as I came closer to it, I had to slow down. I just couldn't do an emergency stop because I thought it's going to frighten it away. Um, I just kind of braked slowly. As I came up to it, it leant forward to the side, and I could see every line on its forehead. And I looked into its dark eyes. Just it, it looked at me. I, lo- I I was looking directly at it, and it used its hand in the grass, pulled it aside, and straightened the field. And I haven't seen something move with speed like that. You know, the speed, it just moved. Like you start seeing, you see somebody run, you can see yeah. them starting to move, starting to move, yeah? 
but the speed of it, it was like um, something, you know, like something you see in a movie, it just goes one minute there and it's like shot, you know, like a, like you see something going at hyper speed, like in a movie, you know, just like... Okay, it just took off. Zooms off, yeah. You, yeah. One, your, your eyes see it one minute and then straight through the head, you know. Yeah. And uh, at that point, I just had to go, just, um, I'm shaking, you know, I'm, sh- I'm shaking throughout my body and I just, just let go of the, the brake and just put the foot and accelerate and go past, you know. And there was a part of me that wanted to stop and look, but your, f- your fear runs through you as well, you know. You're like, yeah, that's what I wanted to ask you. Were you, did you, you were afraid, you were afraid, I suppose. I mean, if you come across something like that, I'd imagine must be all sorts you have of emotions. Part, you, you have a part of fear, and there's, there's a thing that goes. That's the thing I really think hard about. There's people out there. They go um, on the news or whatever you want to call it, Facebook and this or another, and they say they're trying to prove is there alien life, you know. They're trying to yeah. prove, is there something out there? And well, it's, the great, it's the great wonder, isn't it? That's the question, yeah. Yes, but I'm sitting here, I'm sitting here in my house, in my car, or wherever I am, I know it's out there. You know, I've you seen, know. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it, I've seen one, you know. But and does that change, like, does that change the way you think about the world and life and everything? You know, I'll, I'll tell you this, they, they, they tell you, they turn around and tell you that, they, um, some people say that they're trying to keep it away from the public that these things yeah. are real. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, but um, from my experience, I think it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Okay. Because because growing up in life, when you have um, your beliefs and you 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 believe in what you believe in, you know, um, and a lot of it's really good for people, you know. Um, yeah. We're, we're glad to have it. And uh, yeah, I'm glad to have what I had when I grew up. Um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm so glad the way you have friends probably. But as time has gone on in life and I've seen what I've seen, I'm so glad to have seen that because yeah. there are so many stories out there. And in some way, you know, uh, I, I hold it very close to, my, close to me, you know, the experience. Um, it, sh- it decided to show itself to me. But was it by chance? Did it? show on purpose, I don't know, you know, there's questions I ask myself to this day. And do you feel that it may have been there? Do you feel it may have wanted you to see it? There's a part of me that thinks that, you know, because why did it have its back towards me? Was it trying, mm. testing me out to see, will I, will I try to knock it down? You know, is it, was it some kind of a test in life? I don't know, you know, it's hard to know. There was a, on that stretch of road, um, I've got one video up online, it's, it's um, on that road, it shows you there's a there's a rath uh, on the side of the field it went into, and then there's a piece there's a bit on the other side of the road, as you could think that it walked from that side, on the right hand side. Then as I was driving down, there's there's a bit of um, a field being dug out, and it's still being dug out. So okay. there's there's question marks over that to whether it was there, you know, looking at those sites, you know. So you're you're thinking that maybe you came across it as it was crossing the road or coming away from one field and into the other, and you just it could have been that, you know. Um, okay. I can add, yeah. are, you, are you are you calling it? Are you calling it an alien? Is that what you is that what you believe? Is that what, is that what you're? <laughs> um, the way I describe it, um, the way I would, the way I describe it is like you see some people say was it a reptilian? No, yeah. it was. It didn't okay. have no. It was no scales. It was um, skin. Um, I call it well skin, like you know. But it was um, the tail had like ridges on it, like um, 
the way you describe it, like a rat's tail. Yeah. That's, that's the way I would describe it, like, like yeah, red, the red tail. Red tail. It is interesting, because like, I suppose you often hear about people seeing, would it be like, would it fit the description kind of as a grey? You often hear them people saying a grey, an yeah. alien, grey. Yes, you see like the, the, um, the head on a grey. Um, yeah. That kind, of, that kind of a thing. Yes. Yeah. Pretty, pretty close to that. You know, that the body was not. Um, no. It, it was kind of, um, the top part of the chest came out, but like we have a sternum bit, you know. Yeah. Um, like, um, how can you describe it? A man's chest. If you're yeah. pretty fit, if you're pretty fit, as I would say, fit, <laughs> work out a bit. Um, so it's got like a, a defined a definition, like a defined yes, kind of yes. pectoral muscle. Yeah. 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 But there would, you couldn't see, you wouldn't be able to see the middle um, part that comes in on this thing, this, this being a creature, whatever it was. Because it was totally rounded, okay? I'm talking yeah. really rounded, right across, pretty flat, the way, it, and then the middle part was the same, just came out a bit, like bulged out slightly, and the bottom part was the same, kind of, you know, yeah. bulged out a wee bit, but it was very, very narrow at the bottom. And then the feet looked pretty normal, and the hands, you know... When you say look pretty normal, do you mean like as, like as a human foot looks normal? Does it look like that? Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't yeah. far fetched. Maybe the the uh, toes in it was a bit longer, but I wasn't focusing too much on yeah, right on the, right on the how, how, how long did, how long did you see it for? How long was it there? God, it was there for a good oh god, I'd say a good eight ten seconds because okay. as I was coming around this stretch of road, as soon as as soon as I seen it, I, the brakes went on, and I was slowing right down, and just let the car trickle forward, and I had a good I had a good. I looked it up and, ta- up and down a good five times or more, you know, as I was yeah. scanning it up and down, because that's the only thing you could do at the time. Because of course. If I'd gone in my pocket going, where's my phone? It'd be gone. Um, I had to realize, it's, it's having to react to the, mm. to the situation going, what am I going to do um, to get, you know, to, to remember this, to, to, to see what it is. Because yeah. then um, after this, since this thing has happened now, I, I immediately then got a, a dash cam on the car. You know, that's kind of recording all the time. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm like, if this is gonna if this is gonna be here again, you know, I want to capture it. Of course, yeah. And um there was another time I will I will tell you this, this is totally true. On the road that runs um beside that road, you could say, um there's a main road that runs from Newry to Armagh. Right. Um not far from the Tanyuki Road where that happened. Um, I was driving up then towards Mackhill uh, one evening. This was after that had happened. Um, and this car was driving in front of me. And the headlights on the car was, you know, you could see. It was starting to get dark. And this thing jumped from my right as he was driving along across the road in front of the headlamp, you know, the lights of the other car. Yeah. And the legs... I'm talking this thing, it looked something like, I say it's the same, but you can't be 100% certain, you know. But it, as it was jumping across, it had its head turned as if it was looking, you know. Uh, but it jumped across the road, huge leaps. It sprung across the road. And, the way the over, and, uh, and over the gate into the field, away. Wow. Okay. And, and do you think uh, this is the same alien, or do you think it was... A, a, I think it was the same kind of a thing, you know. But um, okay. but um, you know, at the time, 
you know, it's, it's, it's hard to, you know, I, I tell people about these stories. I, I've told my mum and dad, my, my family, everybody knows about it, you know. Yeah. It's just because, it's because of what it was, how it happened. If you'd have just seen something in the hedge, um, if you thought you'd seen a head, head of something in the hedge looking at you, you would have thought, oh, I think I've seen things, you know. But this wasn't just a case of, oh, I think I've, saw, I think I've seen something. No, it happened. It was there in the middle of the road. That's all I can tell you is they are real. <laughs> yeah. There are people, there are people out there thinking, no, no, um, couldn't possibly be, you know. Yeah, well, that's what I, I suppose. I, 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 I wouldn't be talking about it today if it hadn't have happened. Yeah. But you sound like a pretty normal guy, Arvon, and I suppose since starting to look at this podcast and do a bit of research online, I've come across much more reports and much more stories than I ever thought were out there, and a lot of them kind of even related here to Ireland and into the UK. So it's, it's uh, and I suppose when people think of alien stories, they think of, you know, an American guy talking about maybe being probed or something crazy like that, but it's, when you're when you hearing someone like you who talks about a normal story and, you know, just talks about it in that way, it's... It's uh, it's pretty different. You don't sound like um, your average alien, I suppose, encounter. I know. I, 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 can, I can say one thing. Um, um, since that has happened, I remembered something that had happened way back when we were kids. Parents talking about something, you know. Yeah. Just, something happens to you now and you can remember back. And I've mentioned it before um, to somebody online. That we were driving down to my mum's. My auntie's house, sister's house, uh, sister's house on, uh, in Wales. And we were driving down and coming around the corner. My mum and dad remembers. My mum remembers it exactly. And I, I can talk to my dad about it. And he goes, oh, yes, that did happen. And this, whatever it was, they were coming around the corner. And it, they seen it going, you know, in, in the corner of the road. Yes. And she says to this day, she, they didn't talk about it back then because it wasn't the thing to talk about because people would have thought you were totally mad, you know. And they just decided to keep quiet about it. But there's quite a quite a lot of things happened over the years, you know, even in Wales, you know. Um, yeah. There's been sightings of this, that, or another, you know. And it does happen. There's been this um, sighting sightings over here in Ireland off the coast of Ireland. Uh, I've heard. I've since researching. I don't know if you've seen it, but there's a, there was a couple of airport airplane stories. Um, yes, they all yes, spotted yes. something on the same night, and there's the the audio was online for that. It's quite interesting. Yeah, um, I heard I, I heard that on the radio on the way to work one morning. Um, yeah, that, that report coming out, and I was like shocked. You know. Yeah, they and it's, that they apparently were it had been reported to the aviation authority, but I've never heard. I actually sent an email to them to see if there was anything from it, but I, I didn't hear anything back. Yeah. They will, always, they will always try to say that it was a meteor or something. <laughs> yeah, and have you? And did you report this to a government body? Did you go to the police about this, or how do you? What do you do about something like that? About my encounter. Yeah. 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 yeah I sent off two emails. I can't exact, exactly remember which. Um, I'd looked up something online, and it was a government um, department to do with um, to do with UFOs or sort of something at the time. And I looked, and there was quite a few people uh, within that department. And I sent an email off to that one, and I sent off another email to somewhere else, and no replies. So what I did at the time after that was talking to a few other people. They said to me to get in touch with somebody. So they they told me there was a Facebook page to get in touch with the Northern Ireland UFO Society. So I met up with one of the one of those one of those guys, and just told them the story because when you've got something so big, 
you won't need to talk about it. If, if I felt better that it was, you know, that yeah. I told told somebody the story. The problem shared uh, the problem half, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then then I appeared on um, the Panic Room, um, BBC Two Northern Ireland, uh, doing an, an interview on to do with this. Yes. And there's a, there's a there's clips online to do with it, but um, it's like people people say, you know, what happened here, well, the whole thing, you know, and I'm going, yes, I will talk about it. Because um, you know, even my even my even my parents these days, I talk about it, and they're all like, you know, yes, you know, they know I'm saying the truth, you know. Cause, you know yeah. What 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 has been the reaction of kind of friends and stuff like that as well? Are they? Yeah. Well, uh, at the very beginning, they were like, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> laughed a bit. But as times as times go, gone on, and there's the there's interviews online and different things, you know, I'm talking about it. They're going. Well, this has happened, then you know, because why? Yeah. Why would he? Why would he keep talking about it? You know? And did you have any interest in aliens or anything like that before this had happened? Did you, would you have been someone who'd been interested in what's happening in the skies above us? Or, um, see, growing up, I, I always had that kind of fear that there was something out there. Um, just knew there was something, because you you seeing um, you know growing up, I was all like you know the kind of person who'd been like. There's something here, you know, around the place. Yeah. Um, but I'd never seen, like I'd seen on the road that day. You know, that, yeah. Well, like an ET. You know, um, I can tell you another thing. Um, I was out, I was out in the car one evening, and I had my daughter with me, and there was there was a like you see lights in the sky, you know. Yeah. There's the odd evening you can see the odd thing. That's all I can see. Okay. I'm not actively looking for it, but I suppose since reading and you know, since reading about it and getting more into it, the more and more I suppose you think about it, the size of the universe and the cosmos and everything, I've often said to myself, it would be silly to believe that we are alone, but I just had never seen anything for me to believe that they've been here. But that's, that's all I can tell you. That's, that's yeah. all I can tell you is we're definitely not alone. <laughs> and, you, and you said that when you were growing up, you had a fear of something and not being alone. And now that you know we are not alone, do you, do you still have a fear? Do you think that these aliens or whatever they are might want to harm us? Or what do you think they're... What do you feel but about you, that? You, you, you hear about people, um, about things online, about people being, okay, there's been abductions. This or another. There's, there's a good case of Travis Walton. He was a, a logger in I guess, Pennsylvania, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Years ago, and he was took away for a few days. Came back, and his stories are there was witnesses and this or that. And there are stories out there. Um, you hear people having implants, and they've been found, and they've been taken out, and this or that. Do I have a fear? Since that happened, no. Before that, they're a threat to humanity. No, no, no maybe there, maybe there are some, maybe possibly. You know, they say that there's different kinds out there. I don't know. But the, the way I think of it, you know, I've seen what I've seen before that. Before that, I had a lot of things that kind of kept me a bit, um, what would you say? Everybody has an anxiety. Everybody, yeah. everybody suffered some kind of anxieties in life. They worry about they worry about general things, you know. We worry about a lot of things, you know, the way life is made around us. And since that happened, I get up every day, nothing worries me. I'm I'm so glad to be getting up in the morning. That's the way I can describe it. Okay. So it's had a positive it's effect on you. A really positive one. I I have no anxiety anymore. It's totally gone. Um 
the way I would say is they they say they fear that if humanity knew about this thing it would cause mass panic. I think it would it would help people a lot. You know, it would get rid of the you know, okay I still believe in a lot of things, you know. It doesn't it doesn't negate it doesn't negate has, a lot of things I believe, you know. Has anybody ever tried to silence you? Have you ever heard anybody ever hear you speaking about that? Any government officials or anything like that ever tried to stop no. you from talking about it? You've ever been approached or no, no. I've, okay. Since this is, this is the way I would describe it now is, okay, maybe as it gets more public, um, yeah. would anybody try and silence it? No, I don't think they will because th- there's that many stories out there now. And uh, in America now, was it about a couple of days ago, a week ago, I'm not sure, but they've come out now, there's military personnel come out, and there's been a, a video released of a new UFO footage from a fighter aircraft, isn't it? You know, flying in front of it. Yeah. So there are there are there are files cases being released slowly to say yes there are craft out there. Then you've got the other case of the Nimitz uh, encounter. Uh, There was an aircraft carrier out in uh, was it off the coast of Mexico? I'm not sure that they witnessed you know these tic tacs as they call them flying. So there are there are people coming forward saying okay these these things have happened. Be be them have. Whether they've happened a week ago, a month ago, they probably you know they they coming forward with these stories like ten, twenty years maybe, you know after the events happened. You yeah, know, so would you believe that? Story. Do you believe that all the governments would be aware of this and that they're just stopping us from being coming public public knowledge? Would that be how you feel about this, or do you think? Well, uh, the story this story is going round the web a bit. You know, it, it is. Um, yeah. Whether I think. I think they refuse to talk to me about it because they don't want it to go public. You know, they don't want mm-hmm. it to, to go further on. But it, but it, it is going out there. You know, yeah. it, it will. People will talk about these things. You know. Yeah, of course. Well, that's it's it's it's, it's huge interest, and it's the thing I suppose since since I've been a child, you, you you kind of wonder what's on up in the skies, what's happening, and then I suppose through movies and television, you kind of your it piques your interest, and I suppose then. With the with with the internet, you start to hear stories from all over the world, and it's it's uh, it's it's a, it's, a, it's such a it's such an unknown for me to kind of uh, I, I like the wonder of it, but for someone like you who uh, who who's um, had an encounter, it must be uh, refreshing, I suppose, to know that um, we are not alone, and that uh, I don't know, it's, it must be a, a strange strange feeling to know that too, though, no. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 some people say, "Do you not? Do you? How do you sleep at night? Do you fear going out of the house? You know, in case this yeah. thing turns up." Um, I, I don't know. I, it, what I could say is, it, it doesn't want to. Uh, have they tell me how can you say this? But I feel that it doesn't want to do me harm. Okay. You know, it didn't want to do me harm that day. It's and would you be would you be fearful to see it again now? Would you be fearful? No, um, believe it or not, if the same thing appeared again, I would walk up to it. Now that that's something. How can you say that? <laughs> how yeah. can I say that? It's well, I suppose because, it must be something you've thought about a lot. So. No, but no, because um, no, I I, I would because I've I've come that close to it. I I would. It's like opening your, you know, I would, I would walk up to it uh, to see, you know, to try and interact, you know, and extend you, your hand and shake its hand, or 
it might not but, be the best thing to do, but uh. yeah, yeah, I suppose, yeah. But to, to show, to show, you know, peace and try and communicate with it or something like that. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad it happened in, in that kind of way because it's, it's, it changed. I, I find it a positive for me. And have you heard any experiences that are very similar to yours? Because for me, when I've been doing research, I haven't heard many stories of these aliens with tails. Have you ever come across or have you ever spoken to anybody else who may have seen no. something that, in the same way you've seen? No. And I, I've never heard of anybody saying that they've come across one like that in, in Ireland, you know, face-to-face, no. like no. coming so close to it. Yeah. Um, you know, to, to me... Some people but you see, you've you've hundred percent seen it once, and you believe you've seen it more than that. Yes. Um, okay. Why do you, why do you think thing, why do you think you've seen it and other people haven't? I don't know. Is it is it just um, is it pure luck? Just yeah. Is is it one thing to to show itself? Are some people are some people able to see things? You know, that some people say there's you know that you. you that that there's a possibility that some people can see them, you know. Yeah. Because I've spoken to a couple of people, you know, contact with people all over the world at the minute, but they say that the odd person that says that they can see different things, you know. Okay. You know, if you see, you hear of experiences, you know. Yeah. Well, it's 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 a hell of an experience, and you you've also so you 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 spoke to the Northern Ireland UFO Society, and then. What happened then? So you kind of did you? Oh yes. Well, when when I was with them as, as a part of that group, um, the BBC Northern Ireland, um, when I was I was at the Awakening Conference last year in Manchester, yeah. I went I went over to it, and the BBC were there, and they they heard my that I had my sto- the story I had, and they decided then they would do, they would come out on a night watch. Um, yeah, I actually contacted the NI Society, UFO Society, and they had said to me that they're doing a night watch in August. And I, yeah. I was thinking about going along to it. I was just wondering, what what happens on the night watch? What 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 happens there? Um, just basically, uh, if you've got a good night vision, uh, binoculars, um, like a like a sky master, um, binoculars would be a good set. Of binoculars wouldn't wouldn't set you back too much, you know. Yeah. Um, just take a pair. Of, if you've possibly a camera, if you, you know something that's good for low light. Um, it's just basically standing out on a high, could be on a high mountain somewhere, and a good clear night, and just with a, a group of people, and just keeping a look at the skies if you see anything. Eyes to the skies, yes. Yeah, just trying to get a, a bit of evidence. But I, yeah. I used to, I, I used to be a part of that group, but then left that group and decided lately now I've started my own uh, group called um, Ireland UFO Investigation Society. Okay. Um, so it's an it's an Irish um, just to cover the whole of Ireland. Uh, yeah. To, to to report on um, on any sightings which I've started to put onto the site. If anybody comes to me with any story with any phot- photographic evidence, it doesn't matter how. It's hard to get a picture of something in the sky, um, really, because cameras these days. If you've got a camera phone, it's difficult to get. You know, you you'll get a bright a bright spark of light. Yeah. And it's just a case of capturing it. Um, and I've said to people, if you if you do capture something, get your camera phone out. Yes, try and take a picture, try and take a video. It doesn't matter how clear it is. We can get an idea of what you've seen, you know. Yeah, and have you had and people I, contact you? Yes. Uh, there's a few stories going up and there's a few more going up. And it's just, a, you know, a case of 
you know, I tell people get on get onto the website that I have and you know submit your stories if you have something, and uh, so we can get it out there for people to to read, you know, to see what's going on about the place, you know. Yeah, fantastic. And do you want to give us that? Do you want to give us the name of your website there one more time? Uh, it'll just be you know www dot Ireland UFO Investigation Society dot org. That's fantastic, and we'll put that up on our social media and yeah. stuff like that. If anybody it's has a, it, anything. It, 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 it's a long one. <laughs> it is a long one. It is a long one. Yeah, but I suppose it's. Uh, I suppose if you just Google it, you probably get it pretty handy too. Oh, yeah, uh, that's yeah. that's uh, fantastic, Arthur. And, and thank you so much for sharing your experience with me. Um, and um, it's, been, it's been really, it's been really nice to speak to you today. You're welcome. Yeah. Okay, so we've just been listening to my interview with um, Arfon Jones, who's a Welsh man who it's was... A cool name. It is a very cool name. I, I wanted to ask him about his name, but there was so much more to talk about yeah. that uh, we didn't get a chance to ask about his name. But I think Jones is a pretty popular Welsh name, and I think yeah, Arfon yeah. is as well. But, but, uh, so he had a like, face-to-face encounter with an extraterrestrial. Yeah, he looked it in the eye. Yeah. I, I was mad at it a tail, I thought. Yeah, it, the tail thing was strange, but I suppose yeah. But Isn't what, there a troll one as well? There is. Uh, there is actually since speaking to him yesterday, I've had a little look online that he did speak to someone else, and they did like a YouTube video and yeah. But he's he's drawn a drawing there, so I'm gonna I will ask him if I can yeah. put if I can take the snapshot of that drawing and put it up. Yeah, so you so, can check out our solution. Yeah, yeah, hopefully I don't. I, yeah, so we that's that's, that's a drawing that he did. Yeah, but what do you think? No, I thought it was interesting. Like I, I believe. He believes that he saw it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, hundred percent. I like. Yeah. I don't think that. Yeah. I, like he sounds. He sounds genuine, doesn't he? Yeah. But then, and he does sound kind of anxious a bit. I kind of sense that a bit in his voice. He seems to be a good kind of worried. Maybe as well talking to yourself or yeah you I suppose but I, well I suppose it's because I suppose if you've got a story like that it's like he's saying uh, yeah, you are, people gonna, are people going to believe you or not or what's yeah, this guy's yeah. agenda or what's he at and I just suppose like that's the thing I'm just interested to hear what these people have to say and what's going on you know and I always think of like as you said to him there like the universe is so vast and all of that like it gets ridiculously big yeah it's massive like I definitely believe that there is life on other planets but yeah. in my it could be like a species of caterpillar do you yeah. know what I mean that's yeah. what I think not necessarily intelligent yeah, a lot of people do say something about an octopus that they reckon that that's not from this world but that's I don't an octo- know. a planet of octopus well, no but the octopus itself is oh, quite an alien, alien oh, creature yeah. Jesus yeah yeah, because it's quite because oh, it's quite alien okay, yeah. but you see the whole thing is well right so the universe is massive right but the only thing is we know outside the clouds we don't really know we can see planes but after that we don't know what's going on up there yeah, we yeah. only know from what people tell us Yeah. right so some people like Arfon will tell us they saw something and then some people go that's bullshit right yeah. I don't believe it yeah. But then, if a guy comes on the telly, Stephen Hawking, and says there's a big black hole out there in the middle of nowhere, yeah, but there's yeah. no chance he can't see it, we go, oh, but he, uh, he's, oh, we believe him. Yeah, yeah. I you know, know and there's like they tell, they tell us about these planets in other, in other, like galaxies and all these sorts of stuff, and we just go, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. And I quite like that. Like I kind of, I'm a bit dismissive of religion and stories like that because I know I'm, I'm an atheist, I suppose, and I don't really believe that kind of. Yeah. That's personally me. Yeah. yeah. But I'm happy enough to believe, like Neil deGrasse Tyson or one of these other guys who comes on and tells me about the planets. So it's, I suppose it's, you, you, it's not fair to dismiss one and then to believe the other, really. So that's yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to keep an open mind, and I don't but I don't believe that that man is going around with an agenda to try and lie about it. I believe he he definitely saw something that day. Yeah. But whether it was an hallucination or something. God no, who knows? Who knows what it is? But he's and then he said he's seen it again, uh, jumping across the road. 
so I, like it is a strange one I know it's a strange yeah. one if you said to someone because so, like, it's a story you don't want to hear especially in Ireland some guy driving around a country road and then there's an alien just walking across the road but it, I wasn't clear was it day or night it was not daytime oh, daylight daytime, awesome. Day, yeah broad daylight uh, on a weekend in May 2016 he's driving around this small country road around the corner around the corner and they're not face to face it had its back to him yeah. It was a six foot tall alien with a tail with a tail and then it turned around looked at him we have tail bones we have tail bones we never had tails well something going Theories. back yeah 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 yeah. Right. yeah. and then it just basically turned and ran into a field and was yeah. gone yeah and he, but he said he wasn't freaked out by it either like he uh, you know he he's said not freaked if he out saw now. it again he would approach it like, yeah you know yeah I mean? Maybe he just felt a bit like ignorant well, driving off in it or something. Well, I don't know. I suppose at the time it's like it's like even I don't, I it's like when we spoke on our past podcast about yeah. the guy with the bigfoot thing. Yeah. In, in the moment of fear, what what do you do? Do you? Yeah. I don't think. I suppose it's easy for people to say, "Why didn't you get out your phone and take a picture?" But yeah. people aren't always going to think in that moment. If it was a fifteen-year-old teenager, they'd have taken a Snapchat. Oh, definitely. Yeah, Snapchat. Yeah. Be on their Snapchat story. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It'd be a good story to watch. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't. I, like I don't know. I'm I'm still skeptical because. And I suppose there is things like TV portrays it in a certain way, like movies as aliens being, and like maybe there is intelligent life out there, and they're not, they don't have, and they're not, but maybe they're watching us. There's theories that we are put here by extra, we are put here by aliens as an experiment. There's a lot of theories, yeah. yeah. That they made the pyramids. Yeah. I think that's an interesting one. But why? Because we wouldn't have been able to make them. They reckon back then, how did they construct the pyramids? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. There are there's such a and how they're now I can't get into the facts of it, but how they're aligned with the stars and astronomy. But isn't very, there a thing that predates the pyramids here in Ireland, uh, Newgrange? Yeah, yeah. And that lights up like on the winter oh, yeah, and summer solstice. Yeah, they're way more into uh, astrology back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, look, look. The truth is out. There. That's the truth is we don't know. Yeah. Uh, but someone who claims to know is my next guest okay uh, my next guest is uh, Cameron Bowers and you uh, Browers. I had a chat with him and Cameron is a man from Montana and Cameron runs his own um, podcast called My Alien Life okay and uh, Cameron has had over 20 encounters with aliens in since, his lifetime yeah since a young age and he also has a forum on his website where he speaks to other people about experiences that they've had okay so uh, we're going to go and talk to Cameron now Okay, let's have a listen. So, I'm joined here now with Cameron Browers. Uh, Cameron has had over 20 different contacts with uh, the third kind. Uh, Cam, thanks for speaking with me. Thank you very much for having me. It's uh, great to be here, and, and it's nice that we can talk all the way across the world like this. Cam, you're joining me from Montana. Yeah, I'm in uh, the, the northern Rocky Mountains in Montana, up near Canada in the, in the northwest portion of the state and um nice hot day here today good stuff good stuff um i've noticed just by doing a little bit of research that montana has the second highest ufo reportings in the world or sorry in the united states uh, would you would that be something that you'd be kind of agree with would you see a lot of activity in the skies in montana yeah i would agree with that 100 percent. i would also even even uh actually say that we probably have the most activity in the world. Um, okay. We just don't have a population. We have one of the biggest states in the United States, but um, only one million, barely one million people, one million persons in the state. So um, obviously we're not scattered around everywhere and, and there's not millions and millions looking at the sky at any given time. But if 
if, for example, you were right now in a place where I grew up, which is wide open expanses of the prairie, um, big, huge open skies, um, it, it's pretty much a guarantee. And why do you think? Why do you think that is? Why do you think Montana is such a hot spot? You know, I think it has to do with um, being so wide open. I think um, perhaps that uh, you know mountains are actually there's a lot of different things with the mountains. Um, with the mountains, you have um, tremendous air currents. You have uh, you know different things that 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 aren't advantageous. For aircraft um so these rocky mountains that um that i live amongst are very rugged um very very hard to uh, navigate so um there's a lot of people that live in the mountains and okay. um i just think if if there's somebody that came from millions of light years or billions of miles away um they're a lot easier to access out on the open open prairies of the united states very good. Okay. Well, Cam, I know that you, you've had your own personal experiences over the years, and you, you refer to these aliens or creatures as IMOs. Is that right? I did, and, and the reason why, um, and that stands for Intelligent Mobile Organisms, a lot of times in the past I wouldn't agree with, with the concept of alien because, um, number one, there's really no proof that they are alien. There's no proof that they came from um, outside of this world or outside of this galaxy or solar system, wherever. Um, and there's a lot of indication sometimes that, that they may be from Earth. And um, there's a lot of schools of thought that lean in that direction. So rather than basically um, pick alien, because that sort of, has the connotation of that being unearthly. Um, I wanted to remain slightly neutral, number one, because I thought that might be more correct. And number two, I've never really been comfortable with that word alien. Um, I definitely aren't comfortable with the concept of aliens or, or if they are actually aliens, um, that, that term and, and the actual alien itself you know, I've had some, some negative experiences, so I don't really like to go there. But uh, I'm getting getting over that hump, and, and I, I use both terms now. And since you've come out, and Cam, you, you have your podcast, which is how I discovered you, My Alien Life. And since you started doing your podcast, have you you've come across kind of people who've had experiences maybe similar to yourself or people who've had other experiences with otherworldly beings has that really opened up your eyes and kind of made you feel a bit more comfortable about the experiences that you had yeah absolutely and excuse me one of the reasons why is because you know you hear so many accounts and so many different types of accounts um some are very similar some are very different there's people that have had thousands of accounts um with with thousands of different types of species so it's all very, very different. And I suppose um, you get to the point where you're actually desensitized and um, th that's, a natural, that's a natural thing. And that's kind of the direction that I was hoping to go, um, you know, with my own, my own exposure to uh, different people that have had these different experiences. So, you know, it, it seems likely that, that the more I hear about these different experiences, the better I can actually understand 
my own and I've absolutely been understanding my own. And I suppose now that we're getting into this a little bit, would you would you be comfortable with sharing maybe some of your experiences, maybe well your maybe your your first contact or what you, you think would be the first time that you may have experienced one of these contacts? Sure, and that's on my podcast and you can listen to that anytime. But um when I was a kid about five years old, um I had my tonsils taken out and I've told this to a lot of people too and it's just a really odd thing that happened. I actually had my tonsils taken out as a child. Um, my brother and I, um, I was about five and my brother was about 12. And um, we both had that happen at the same time, which was, um, seems odd to a lot of people. But back in the day, um, we had the local doctor who took everybody's tonsils out. And um, he decided that it would be good for my brother and I to go in at the same time, which we did. So I have two very, very vivid images and memories of what happened. And, um, and those mem- memories are distorted, of course, now that I'm adult, but I, but I, I remember the basic, the basic premise. One was, you know, the, the images of, of my parents dropping, not dropping me off, but um, bringing my brother and I to the, to the hospital. And um, we were getting prepared for surgery and um, um, we're going into surgery and um, I remember my parents down at the end of a hallway and they kind of were hanging out. And, uh, the other memory I have is, um, running. And I remember running down, it wasn't a hallway, but it was, um, you know, there was a cold floor, a cold, damp floor. It was very foggy. Um, all of a sudden there was sort of a, a rift or a, a split in the fog. And, and this, this, what I would say at the time when I was a kid thinking it was a person that stepped out, but literally they put their hand on the, on the base of my back on the lower back. And, um, I was levitated off the ground and this person just guided me through this fog. And, um, you know, that's a, a very, very unusual memory. But to me, those two memories basically are side by side in my mind. Um, that's hard to explain that feeling, but it's the same memory essentially except somewhere in my mind, my mind um, bifurcates those. And, uh, and you know, I, it's, it's so difficult to explain, but it's a memory that is within a memory and there are two things together. And there were some other occurrences there too, but, um, you know, those are the real vivid parts that I have. And, um, and I remember not wanting to look at this person or thing that was, you know, causing me to float through this um, fog because I was actually afraid of what I would see. So um, at that little point in that memory, I also have a feeling that comes with that, that I had seen this thing before, and um, that's really why I didn't want to look at it. Okay. That sounds, uh, it sounds, uh, is this a scary memory for you? Yeah, that's a, that's a scary memory. So there's, you know, I have a couple really, really frightening memories. Um, but yeah, as a kid, you know, um, there was a lot of things that happened. For example, another thing that would happen is that, uh, you know, I would walk out onto the prairie that I grew up on alone a lot. Um, I had one best friend and we hung out a lot, but, um, there were times in, you know, that I would be alone and I would, I would always go out there and there was things out there that frightened me, but I would go out there anyway. Um, and it didn't matter what happened to me when I was out there, there was always this draw, you know, as soon as I get up in the morning 
even if I had nobody to play with, I had to go out there. Now, keep in mind, I'm just, you know, walking around to the backside of my house and maybe going north about a half mile um, most of the time. Um, you know, and there's plenty of places where I couldn't see my house. But, uh, you know, many of those times that I, I, I had gone out there, um, I had experienced gaps in time. One in particular, I was like, it's 11 or 12 years old, somewhere around there. And um, went out in the morning sometime between the four ten o'clock and I knew that I was going to um, have a birthday party that afternoon. So that early afternoon. So um, I walked out there by myself and um, you know, I didn't think I was out there for a very, very long time, but um, I do remember noticing that all of a sudden everything looked different. The world looked different and you know, I, it looked different because it was later. It was later in the day. The sun was in a different place. Everything looked different. So I had this feeling that, you know, I needed to get home right away because I felt it was later, but it was totally confusing. I couldn't figure out why this was happening and what was going on. So um, I rushed home. And again, that was the day of of my birthday party. And when I got home, um, my mother had been looking for me and she had said she had called for me many times. And I could always hear her because I was you know, there's absolutely nothing to deaden sound. And I could hear my parents yell from, from a long ways away, but I, I didn't hear my parents. Um, I did walk in the door. Party was going on. So I would guess that, uh, you know, that gap of time could have been anywhere from about, um, at the most six hours and, um, or less. It's probably less than six hours because I probably could have um, been out there by myself for a while before whatever happened happened to cause this rift in time. But um, certainly there was that rift of time. And um, even if it would have been an hour or or two, you know, when I did finally realize what was happening, um, the sun had changed, the the shadowing on the earth had changed. I knew I had to get home. Pardon? Where do you think you went in those six hours? What do you think happened? Um, you know, that I don't know. Um, you know, I've had, I've had those, those occurrences a few times and, uh, you know, there was no, um, nothing physical that happened to me that I could, that I could, uh, identify. There was nothing different about me other than, you know, I felt all of a sudden confused and disoriented just because of the, the noticeable clues on the earth that everything had changed, you know? So, um, I don't know where I went. I'm assuming that maybe, you know, I was taken and, and brought aboard something that uh, um, literally took me away from that area or at least concealed me at that area for a while. And, and you know, who knows? It could have been alien. <laughs> Why is it that you feel that it was an abduction or that you may have gone somewhere? Is there any indication or do you have, have you ever had a flashback or any sort of no flashbacks and those and those rifts in time um you know were pretty much consistent they uh they they all had the same mo they all followed the same pattern however you know i did have experiences where you know i actually was um all of a sudden inside of a a room or a craft or something and um yeah i was i was apart from the physical earth i mean i was somewhere else uh, it was very apparent and feeling that that I was not part of the earth anymore, a part of 
the actual earth that was near me. Um, and there's that different feeling. So I, I think in these rift of time, the time gaps, there wasn't that feeling. I didn't come away with that, with that feeling. So I don't really know what happened. Um, I do know that, uh, that area that I grew up in, um, is very different from any place that I'd ever been. Um, you can actually go out there and I, I have a podcast where I talk about this hum. A couple of, of friends of mine are running from this, or me and another friend are running from this very, very loud hum. And um, that's in the same area. And keep in mind, that this is probably an area that's about seven by um, eight to 10 miles and uh, not a very big area at all. And just about any point out there, you can, you can see the boundaries that I'm talking about to the, to the South. There's a small town that was near me to the West. There's a highway to the East. There's um, some bluffs with, with some Hills. And then to the North, there's a bluff that's maybe 400 feet high. And it's basically a cliff that runs about 24 miles. And um, it's a, it's a very, um, very, very prominent feature out on the landscape that provides a, a boundary to this existence of some sort of a plane on the earth that's very, very different than anywhere else. And can you talk to me a little bit about, you mentioned uh, being inside of a craft. Can you, can you mention, can you talk to me a little bit about that? Sure. So, um, I had a group of friends that I always hung out with, um, one in particular that I was always with, um, even through high school. And um, being that we were grew up in such a flat area, featureless at times, and um, it was fairly safe for us to drive. So most of us drove at a really early age, and it was really nothing for us to, to drive you know, in the middle of the night, like coming home from um, some sort of activity at school or coming you know, home from something else, going to a drive-in movie. So um, one night I was with a group of friends and um, there was actually a bunch of us, but two of them got in my car and um, we were driving on this gravel road and um, across this cattle guard, which is basically some metal flats across the the, uh, the road to keep cattle from from from. Sure. Yeah. That part of the road. So, um, so I, I got a flat tire, which was not unusual. Didn't bother me in the least. I had an old clunker car. I always had two fully, uh, full size spares in the back and, um, they were just basically extra tires. So, you know, we jumped out and we're going to, you know, it's in the middle of the night. We hardly have any light and we have a flashlight that doesn't work very well, but the three of us are going to change this tire. So um, these guys have been with me and they'd done this before. So we it was like nothing. So we got out and we jacked up this car and, and um, took the tire off, put the other one on. And we were sort of in the phase there of cleaning up and putting everything away. And um, all of a sudden, the only thing that I could describe would be that I felt numb and not so much numb as the nerve endings in my body, but, but just almost like, um, I didn't have any nerves and, um, my mind was numb and, and really nothing was, there was no emotion. Um, normally, you know, I was with these guys and we had such a good time. We were very happy. I mean, that went feeling went away. So there was no happiness. There was no sadness, totally emotionless. And we were kind of standing in a, in a triangle 
and, and looking at each other because we had kind of just stopped to reflect a little bit and we're kind of looking around at the sky and looking at each other and, and laughing, talking. And there was a little bit of light, not much, but it's very, very, very dark. Um, and I think that the door was open on the car, so there was a little bit of dome light, which really was very little for for the, the size of the car that I had. But, uh, you know, this numbness came over us, and um, we kind of were just frozen in our tracks looking at each other. Um, <laughs> I had a feeling of what was going to happen. I had not a premonition, but, you know, I knew that something was going to happen related to my other experiences. And basically there was a whoosh and, um, we weren't sucked up or down or back or forth. Um, all of a sudden something just encapsulized us and it came from kind of the Southwest where we were standing. And it was like it actually, I had this, there was no reason for me to have this feeling, but there was some sort of feeling that I've never experienced before was something came from the Southwest. And it just encapsulated us. And so we're standing there in the same positions and um, we're in a room. I mean, it's obvious that this room has kind of got, uh, it's greenish brown in there and um, all the walls are curved um, to my left and to my right. There are openings and they're curved openings. So it's like I'm on the edge of this curve, maybe on the outside of some circular object inside it rather, but on the, uh, the outside inside edge, very edge of it. And it curves around and there's an opening on each side, but we're in this room and the room, um, that's open in front of me is curved as well. And on the wall, the wall is curved and it kind of has a little hump about three feet off the, the, the floor, which is kind of curved from the floor to the wall. And it went up in, in sort of a, just a flowing motion. So, um, my friends kind of stepped back from me, turned around and, um, I looked to my right and there's this gray, which was, which I had seen before and, um, you know, over six feet tall. And then when I looked back, there was one or two small grays with my friends, one with each friend. And, um, at this point, my friends are facing me. Um, the little smaller grays have their back to me and I'm very aware of what's going on. I know only because not that I'm asking questions. I'm wondering I, at that point, I can wonder things I can think. Um, I can't really move, but if I, I could think about anything I wanted, um, my mind was just totally free. So I was kind of like thinking what is going on. And, um, there's no verbal answer, but all of a sudden I just know, I just know what's going on. Um, it's hard to explain, but I absolutely know that these two little guys, and I always call them guys are showing my friend objects, you know, like a football, like a Frisbee, like ordinary objects, like a toothbrush. And I don't think they actually have these objects in their hands, but they're able to manipulate something or somehow to where my friends will actually see these objects without these objects being present. And, um, so I did wonder why that was happening. And the answer basically came to me in the same way. I just knew. And it was that they really did not get 
why we spend so much of our free time with these objects. Um, so at that moment, I had this, this overwhelming feeling that, uh, yeah, these guys, you know, they're all business. Um, their whole objective is Can you just describe them to me? Can you describe what you were looking for? Can you describe when you look typical, at these? Typical small grays like you see with the big head, the big eyes. Um, the, the taller one that's to my right, he, it, whatever, is about six foot, maybe a little over. And I'd seen him before, um, maybe I think it was about two to three years earlier in my bedroom. And, um, you know, shriveled face, small mouth, smaller eyes, though, almond shaped eyes, quite a bit smaller. The head is narrower. Um, it's actually very narrow. And um, the, the mouth, you know, if I looked over and I'm just looking over out of the corner of my eye, I, I don't want to make direct eye contact. I don't want to move because it's my fear. And it's been that fear several times is I'm afraid of what it's going to do if it catches me looking at it and I don't want to look at it. So I didn't want to provoke anything is basically what's happening. But, um, yeah, these were typical grays. The guy on my right, I had seen before, but I haven't really seen any artist renditions that are perfect on that one. I've seen some things that are very close, but you know, there's people that have, have made pictures of taller grays and, and this guy looked, you know, exactly like that. So what I was going to say, like, he might have been the guy in charge or no, I don't, I don't. And, um, being that I had been in its presence, you know, more than once, um, to me, you know, it, it always made me wonder what my role was, you know, why I was even there in the first place. Um, it was just really unusual because I didn't do anything. It did. They didn't interact with me. I just stood there and, um, I just watched the whole thing go down. And this thing stood beside me and, you know, I feel that somehow I probably was attached to it in, in, in some way, but, um, meaning that, you know, there was some, some, it had a purpose with me. I don't even know what that was. And, and to me, I feel like this thing was, was old. Um, and it didn't probably, um, communicate or, or interact the way it should, you know, or maybe it would have a million years ago or a thousand or 20 years ago. Um, it was just different from, and it could have been different from the other ones just because of, uh, you know, there's different species or whatever. I just, um, did never, did never think that or ever wonder that if it was a different species. So I don't know if it was or not, but I feel that, that, um, possibly it didn't really have the ability that these, two smaller ones that seemed younger almost. And I can't even explain that, but they certainly could have been younger. Um, didn't have the same, same power or capability over me as, 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 uh, the little ones did with my other two friends. However, I, I might say, you know, I do have a lot of clues that my mind works a bit different than, than other people's. Um, you know, it was seriously combative. Um, I was surprised of the things that I was thinking because of this fear, and um, it seemed to um, disorient this thing, especially um, years earlier when I had seen it in my house. Um, my fear had just disoriented it, and it was frozen. I mean, we were both frozen looking, looking at each other, but that's, but that's a whole other story. But uh, I think yeah, that... Um, 
your podcast about how you felt your childhood bedroom may have been like a portal for these for these creatures. Yeah, I do. You know, so there's, the, there's there's this weird room there, and um, you know, um, inside the room, it it's uh, we used it as a root cellar in the basement, but you know, it has these rocks in there, and and there were these white rocks, and for the life of me, I've never seen those anywhere near where I grew up. It's not a, it's not a rock from that area. And, um, you know, all the, all the, all the geology there is fairly consistent for, you know, for at least a hundred miles around or at least 80 miles until you hit the Rocky mountains. And these weren't rocks from the Rocky mountains. I mean, they weren't impressive in any way. They were just kind of dirty white, but they were, um, totally different. And that house was at that time in about 19, I guess my parents bought that in about 1968. That house was, um, you know, old then. So um, those things had been hauled from somewhere or found and, and added to the structure there. And just just really, really unusual. And, um, you know, I guess why I thought Portal 2 was the fact that, you know, here's this creature that I woke up at uh, about 3.33 in the morning and looked and there it is in my room. You know, how did it get there? How did it get out? Um, you know, there had to be some entrance that I didn't know about, or some other way. So maybe a, maybe it's an extra dimensional type of a being that's able to um, use use a dimensional corridor to access um, where we are now. But uh, I don't know. Uh, have they ever spoken to you? Never. And. You know, that was the one thing that, you know, if I was ever wondering anything, um, you know, um, you know, where, where they're from, um, wondering where they're from. And, and I just knew, um, they're from outer space. Um, these guys were from outer space. They evolved in space. They came from space and they're in space and they're up above, you know, they're up there all the time. Um, as kids, you know, we used to lay and look at the night sky on the prairie and and uh, watch these little lights, tiny, tiny little lights that look like satellites, make these strange and crazy maneuvers, you know. And um, it was it was quite common to see that, you know. Maybe if we would sleep outside, you might see it two times. Maybe we we may not see it every night, but we'd see it. But they're up there, and. Um, I know as, as humans being terrestrial, we have a hard time believing that something could just exist in space and evolve in space. But, you know, there, this is something that we don't have a clue about, that we don't know about. And um, it's hard to imagine that. But, um, you know, in order to analyze this and, and different scenarios like this, we, we have to think differently. What do, you, what do you think they want? Or do you think they want to harm us? Or what do you think? I don't know. And that's a good question because, um, you know, I, I really, you know, I actually think that I, I thought that question, you know, I thought, you know, why, what, what do you want with me? And I don't think I ever got the answer. Yeah. Yeah. So, so just, just, can we go back to just for a second? So you're, 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 you're in the craft with your friends what happens then? Do you, do you just get transported back to where you guys were, or how does yeah, yeah? So, so <laughs> this is just odd, but 
so these little guys are, are interacting with my friends and they're just kind of like staring, you know, they're, they're not reacting in any way, shape or form. And, um, so, um, you know, I'm, I'm just standing there and I'm looking at the one to my right, just kind of out of the corner of my eye. Um, you know, I'm wondering how long this is going to go on or how long that we've been there. And, um, I just had this, I didn't really get any acknowledgement of that other than just, you know, it's, we're going to get out of there. And I know that this is going to end. I know that it's going to end well. I know that we're not going to have any problems yet. You know, once, once I got in there and had, you know, that feeling of numbness went away, you know, there was some emotion, my heart was pounding and, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm really, really fixated on the one to my right and I'm looking, trying to, trying to basically size him up and figure out what is going on, why it really made me comfortable that he's not moving or any, any, interacting, excuse me, in any way with anything whatsoever. And, um, that, that made me uncomfortable because I'm just, you know, didn't, again, didn't want to provoke it. Didn't want to look too hard. I didn't want to think too much. You know, I was trying to clear my mind, trying to get my heart rate to go down because it was so intense and it was such an intense experience. It felt like I could almost pass out. And then the numbness came back a couple of times. I would get numb and, and then I would be, be afraid again. So I wasn't really sure what was happening there. I honestly, I preferred the numbness and I was hoping that that would come back. Um, and then the little guys kind of just backed up and then there was this whoosh and we're just standing there looking at each other exactly like we had been. Um, it's later, you know, it's almost like three o'clock or something like that. And, you know, it's time we need to get out of there and go home. And, and, um, these guys just kind of looked at me and, and, uh, it was like, what are you looking at? Look. And, uh, so I said, we better go. We got in the car, never spoke of it, never talked about it. They hadn't a clue. They didn't know a thing had ever happened. I mean, I feel right at the, at that time. Go ahead. They were on. They were unaware of the whole event. They don't remember. They don't have a recollection of it. So you were able to see it happen. Okay. Well. So they we've we've never talked about it. And okay. um, one of my friends who who lives within two hour drive, I have pondered having him on the show. He doesn't even know I'm doing a podcast. So um, <laughs> I think it would be something to have him on there and tell him this story. Um, you know, I, I can. I know there's a lot of people that wouldn't agree with that. They would think that that's unfair, but honestly, if you're going to tell somebody, you're going to tell them. Um, it doesn't matter if you're recording it. And I think there's probably a lot of reasons why something like that should be recorded. So, um, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kicking it around, Rob. Do, do you think that like, if, if your friends have no recollection of that happening, then there's a good chance that hundreds of thousands of people have had that happen to them and just don't have any recollection of it. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, and I think that, uh, the fact that, that they're up there and, um, people have asked me, well, what are they doing up there? You know, are they, they, they gotta be doing something. They gotta be coming down to, to, to interact with us or whatever. Or they're going to you know, get us or, you know, take over the world. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's us thinking, you know, that's, that's human thinking. That's, that's what humans do. You know, I don't know what these things do. 
Um, I have no reason to believe they would do anything. Um, they're space people, people. They're, they're creatures of, of outer space, and I don't really think that they could manage well here. Um, I think when they do come down here, there's, there's some sort of mechanism that keeps them safe from you know, our toxic world and, and gravity and all the things that, that we have evolved over millions of years to be able to tolerate. I mean, I guarantee you there's probably not many things here that they could tolerate. So, you know, they're up there and their, their livelihood's different. Again, what, what I gathered while I was aboard there was the fact that, um, you know, their whole mission is survival and fecundity of, of the species. And, and they don't, you know, they're not up there to have fun. I mean, if they, if they come down in a little ship, it's, it's for business only. Um, and you know, they don't have footballs and they don't have toothbrushes. And so they, they're wondering, you know, why we spend so much of our time, um, doing all these, um, extracurricular things when we could be, you know, saving each other and you know, we, we don't do that. So, um, they must be they're amazed all about the, they're all about the livelihood of the next generation, I think. Would you think they're amazed by how long we spend staring at our mobile phones? That's got to be crazy. I also tell people, you know, they're up there looking at us and we have herds of these huge, huge, potentially dangerous animals and we're killing millions and millions of them every day and we're eating them. I mean, my God, that's got to be frightening to look at, look at us just, just, you know, bashing the skulls in of cattle and, and eating these huge animals that are so much bigger than us. We must be powerful. Have you ever reported this to any to the police or any government body or anything like that? Have you no. ever? No. And have you no. ever been approached so, by a government body to keep quiet about these type of things? No, not at all. And that's what that's you know the whole podcast you know basically was about um, talking about it. And, um, so that originally was my goal, you know. And years and years ago, I'd been in radio and. And, you know, I wanted to come out with something that people could listen to. You know, I didn't want it to sound like hugely commercial. You know, I wanted it to sound like what we're doing right now. Yeah, and, sure. Um, I wanted people to be able, you know, I wanted to people to be able to listen. And I didn't want any commercials and I didn't want any inter interruptions. I wanted, you know, I wanted to set the mood a little bit. But um, otherwise, I wanted it to be very raw and very real. For everybody, listeners and people who participate with me on the show. Yeah, I've come across your podcast. Your podcast is called My Alien Life, uh, and you have a range of very interesting guests on your show. Uh, do you want to just talk to us a little bit about your podcast? Yeah, so it's, it's um, My Alien Life, and um, it's available everywhere on the Internet. And it's also on um, YouTube, of course, but anywhere you can listen to podcasts. Um, I do have a website. It's www.myalienlifepodcast.com. Um, that'll take you everywhere to my email address or, or anywhere. But um, so, you know, originally um, I kind of didn't really have a plan to have guests. And um, it was going to be my own account and I was going to let the, uh, the show evolve and just see where it took me. So what you see right now or hear right now rather is where it took me. And, um, my guests are amazing. And I always say my show is about the people behind the experience, meaning, yeah, there's an experience and they had some experiences. However, I mean, these people are amazing and they're individuals and the show is about them, you know, their entire 
entire life, not just what happened to them or, or what people tuned in just to listen to that part. But um, incredibly, you know, they, they have lives and they've had incredible things that have happened and they live these lives you know, knowing that there's more to this earth and life than we could possibly imagine. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll probably never know the full extent in our lifetime or even come close to that in 10 lifetimes. But, uh, you know, this is the voice of, as this is the voice of what has happened. And that's really the best we can do right now. Okay. Fantastic. And Cam, before you go, I just wanted to ask you, I've spoken to another guest uh, who's, who's appearing on the same episode as you, who's had an encounter here in Ireland and they were driving along the road and they turned a corner and they just saw a being standing there in front of them that, that fitted the description of a gray but the gray had a, a tail. And for me, that was a strange one. Have you come across any reports of aliens that are creatures that have a tail? I haven't heard of anything that had a tail, but, um, you know, one of the things that I do too, is that when, when I actually record a podcast of my own account, I don't tell the whole story. Um, I don't give very, very vivid descriptions and I've apologized because I want people to, relate to that and call me or text me or, or email me and tell me their story. And I want to find common ground there. You know, I've had, I had a gentleman one day that called and, and, uh, or texted me rather. And he was just blown away by what I had said because, um, that experience that I just told you about that happened to him the same way he was describing the same room. So keep in mind, I never described that to anybody. And he threw some things at me that, I think only between the two of us or, you know, anybody that was around us that I would know. And, um, we kind of bounced things back and forth and kind of tried things back and forth because, you know, um, it, it all sounds a little bit crazy and, 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 um, <laughs> unless you have somebody to uh, quantify and verify exactly what happened there and, and, uh, it's really hard to, to, to relate to, to anybody else that hasn't had this experience and hard to tell anybody about it. But as soon as, you know, this person that you've just met um, tells you about something that they saw, which is exactly parallels your own account, that's, that's the magic right there. And, and you know that something, something unworldly is happening. Okay. Well, okay. Well, just before I go, one last question. If they, if they did, ask you to come on board with them and go with them would you go no i wouldn't voluntarily go no way no. Okay. um you know I, I again i truly believe that that they're not of this earth and they couldn't survive here and okay. um i know that's why they're you know i, I gotta say that this, this planet is a very peaceful place just by where we are there's there's not a lot happening there's not a lot of objects in, in space near the planet that that causes a danger so you know they i think they found a place you know where they hang out and they're here on purpose and i think they've been here a lot longer than we have but that's just what they do that's what that's where they are now um does that account for all the species in the in the universe i have no idea i only know about this one but but they're there man they're right up there and um i could take anybody in, in the world with me and into that part of the country and, and they could see, you know, at least some sort of glimpse or some sort of evidence of something happening there that we have no idea what that is because not many people have seen it. Um, there's people, you know, that I grew up with that 
I got to say that, you know, I, I know there's more interaction than I know of because, um, you know, there has to be, I mean, I'm not, I'm not just the only one that this has happened to, or me and a couple of friends, because, you know, we we're to the point, even myself, where you're so desensitized and you've grown up that way. And you know, that these things are happening, that it just becomes sort of a way of life. And, um, maybe in the future, it becomes more of a way of life. People can accept it. And maybe that will be the time that we uh, interact. You know. Excellent. Okay. Well, uh, thank you so much for joining me today, Cam. And anybody that wants to follow you or hear any more about your story, they can go and check it out on my Alien Life podcast, which is available across all the platforms. Uh, thank you very much for talking to me today, Cam. Thank you very much, Rob, for having me. So that was uh, me talking to Cam, or Cameron Browers, as he likes to be known. Or he likes to be known as Cam, sorry. Anyway, that's that, interesting. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. So, look, guys, basically, we want to hear from you, your alien stories. Obviously, Cam there is an American guy, but we heard an Irish one, and I'd like to, I'd like to hear some of your Irish alien stories, because... We'd like to do an Aliens Part 2. Not the film, but the actual Aliens. What was, what, what, that was a movie, yeah. 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 Was there a three? I had this load to the main yeah. universes. Well, anyway, we'll do a Robin Rats World of Wonder podcast, Aliens Part 2, in the future. But we'd like to maybe... Because there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. About. There's a man that I, I'm trying to get in contact on in Cork as well, who's actually had an encounter too. And... Basically, in August, I'm looking at going doing the watch night with the Northern Ireland UFO Society. So I'd like to try and get up there and do that. And uh, you might you might see something and get video. That is the plan. See if I can yeah. get something, get it up. I maybe even go Facebook Live up there and do a bit of a thing and interview and get to know the society and see what the hap- see what the happening story up there is. So uh, that's coming down the pipeline. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and like like you said, if you've any encounters, if you've had any similar similarities to any of the stories we've heard from the guys, contact Robin Rats Wow Podcast on Facebook. Send us a message. Send us an email, and look, we'll look into it. We'll yeah, if you contact. have any, if you have any pictures, any videos of any UFOs that you spotted, you've seen, send them on. Yeah. We'll have you on the show. Yeah, and uh, how did they get in contact with us? Um, they could do it on the Facebook page, Robin Rats Wow Podcast, Rob Rat Podcast on Instagram, or they can just email World of Wonder 2019 at gmail.com. Fantastic. Well, uh, I think that comes to an end for our podcast today on this alien world that we're investigating. I enjoyed that. No, it was good. It was so let me just get your thoughts. How do you feel? I feel, I still feel, look, I still feel. Hearing the guy's stories, yeah, it does make you think a bit more, but I don't know, until I see something myself. I'm still a bit sceptical but I don't know it's hard to know do you think you've ever seen anything yourself I don't think so Robert I've often looked up at the skies and kind of just had a look and then but it could always just be like a shooting star or a satellite or, or the odd light I think everyone has seen something to do with weird lights yeah. in the sky maybe when you've been and out. it does pique your wonder as to what that is yeah but everyone no matter who you are yo, on a clear night you often look up and for a while you might be thinking god it's all vast and whatever yeah. there's bound to be something out there somewhere and if we find it it'll be on the show yeah <laughs> we'll get them in we'll interview them so that concludes episode two of the World of Wonder podcast that's it and uh, you can join us next week next week I'm looking forward to that one we're going to be looking into the world of real life superheroes alright guys thanks Thank for listening you.